0: psalm in chapter 65 we're also going to be looking at proverbs chapter 15 psalm 65 as we carry on with the lesson that we began last time we were here on wednesday night on the study in the doctrine of praying or prayer in psalm 65 The Bible says this Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me as far as transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things and righteousness wilt thou answer us. O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are far off, Upon the sea. In Proverbs in chapter 15 now. As we continue our reading. In verse 8. The Bible says the sacrifice. Of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But. The prayer of the upright. Is his delight. The prayer of the upright. Is the Lord's delight. Now ask us the question tonight as it concerns our ability to come into the very presence of Almighty. Do you understand the seriousness? Do you understand the privilege that we have as born again believers to come into the very presence of Almighty? And it is a privilege. It's an honor. It's an honor to be in His house tonight to worship Him, but to be able to speak to Him. To be able to speak to the great I Am. As I sit and I think about the Old Testament times when only the high priest had the privilege of being able to go into the Holy of Holies. But now since Jesus Christ came and since the temple veil was rent from top to bottom we all have access just as He did back in that day. What a wonderful thing to realize. We come into the house of God we do so with worship. We do so with singing. Our singing is praise unto the Almighty. It's a way that we praise Him. But our prayer life is a way that we communicate with the Almighty. And I pray that none of us ever take that for granted. What it took to give us the ability to come into the presence of God is an amazing thing. To realize that Jesus Christ shed His precious blood. Gave up all that He had. That you and I might have free access into the very Holy of Holies. It's all because of what He done for us. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before Your throne tonight, we do so with thankful hearts. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we have the ability to come into Thy presence. Knowing, first of all, dear God, that we do not come of our own accord, but we come through Jesus Christ, thy Son. The access He gives us through His own shed blood. Giving us the ability to come and speak before you. Dear God, as we break forth again the teaching of prayer, help us tonight, Heavenly Father, to realize the awesome... Not only responsibility, but the awesome pleasure and honor it is to come and to bow our heads before your throne. Thanking you, dear God, for your goodness and your greatness. Thanking you, Heavenly Father, for your majesty. Praying, dear God, tonight that you will open our eyes. Reveal unto us, Father, the hidden secrets of prayer. Make known unto us this evening, dear God, the power that the saint of God has that he's able to come to the king's throne. and, Father, there portray and bring forth our, our, our own desires and our needs. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our evening. Rejoice our hearts, O God, that we can speak boldly to You. But yet do so in a humble way, realizing how great Thou art. Lord, I pray, bless our evening. Save souls and save lives. And Father, forgive us our sin. In Christ's name, Amen. This is our second lesson on the doctrine of prayer. Coming to God, believing... And trusting. Emmanuel's second lesson on prayer has to do with our faith and belief in the living God of all that is, that was, or ever will be. When one comes to the heavenly altar, one must believe first of all that He is, Amen. You've got to believe that God is, or or else you're just speaking into thin air you got to know in your heart that the great I Am hears us when we come before Him. In Psalm 65 and also in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 8, the Bible says, But the prayer of the upright is His delight. And I truly believe tonight that His children, it is a delight just like it is to us as parents and grandparents. That our children and grandchildren speak to us. The same follows suit with the Heavenly Father. In Genesis in chapter 21, we'll back all the way back up here for a little bit. And we'll look through some of these things. And I pray that God will reveal unto us tonight the, the joy that we have because of this, this active medium of prayer. In Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 22, the Bible says, And it came to pass at the time that Amulek and Fiscal, the chief captain of the host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou dost. Now therefore swear unto me, here by, by God, that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor my son's son, but according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well of water which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I want not who hath done this thing, neither didst thou tell me Neither yet heard I of it, but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Amalek. And both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Amalek said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs that thou shalt take of my hand, that they may be witnesses unto me that... I have digged this well. Wherefore he called the place Beersheba, because there they swear, both of them. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba and Amalek rose up and at Phico, the chief captain of the host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. And Abraham planted a grove at Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Abraham sojourned in the Philistines land many days. What I want you to hear is verse 33. That Abraham believed in the living God of heaven. In the everlasting God. The one that is called the great I Am. And he called thereon on the name of the Lord the everlasting God. Abraham knew God was with him in all way. You and I can know this for a certainty. God not only sees us, but He hears our prayers. And Genesis, back up just a little bit to chapter 17 here. Genesis in chapter 17. Notice what it says here in these first few verses of Scripture. And then when Abram was ninety and years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. God spoke to Abram. God spoke to him verbally and He told him, I am the Almighty God. Folks, that's what you got to come to realize if you want to have a good prayer life. You've got to realize the Almighty God is a living God. Not only is he the living God, he is the great I am, and, and he is the one who, who says, Come unto me, and I will hear you. Folks, I'll tell you, if I didn't have God to rest upon in my prayer life, I don't know where I'd go. I look at people who are struggling through life and who have who have problems, who have who have death or sicknesses that come in their lives, that have nowhere to turn, and I wonder how does the lost. How do they cope? God's children have so much to be thankful for. God's children have the ability to realize that in our distresses and in our times of trouble, like Abram was visiting, he knew that the everlasting God was on his side. He spoke to him. and He believed in him. Folks, I don't know about you, but I've been called a naive preacher and I was actually called that uh, uh, verbatim exactly just the way I said it. I was a, a naive young preacher if I believed that God heard my prayers. And I thought, My goodness, where else would you where where can you go? I mean, if you don't know the Lord your Savior, I understand a person saying something like that. But this was a person who claimed to be saved by the grace of God, who who did not have an understanding of what real prayer life was all about. I felt sorry for them people. Because I feel like God hears my prayers. I feel like God uh, 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 comes down from heaven and... And 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 opens up the ceilings of this house and, and hears the prayers of his saints as they're going forth. I truly believe that. In my prayer life, as I'm as I'm falling face down upon my upon my bent knee and I and I'm praying either in my study or here in the prayer room and, and as I before every service I come in and I pray and listen, I actually feel like I can see the feet of the Master. That's how much I believe in the God that I serve. Folks, I tell you what, if you don't have that, I don't know what you have to lean on. People that that have troubles in their lives and have different things that come up from time to time, if you don't have God to call on, I don't know how you cope with it. But I believe that God hears us. In John 5 and 26, For as the Father hath life in Himself, so hath He also given to the Son to have life in Himself. He is the What I'm trying to get across here this evening. And that's the God that we call on. That's the God that we come to in our time of need. That's the God that we come to when we want to thank Him for all of His goodness toward us. That's the God that we come to when we want to thank Him for His mercy and His grace and, and all the things that we don't deserve. That's the God that we come to. That's the God that we come to when we thank Him for His safety. That's the God that we come to when we thank Him for all of His provisions in life. That's the God that I want to think of tonight. He is the only self-existing God. And He's the only one that we can come to who will hear our pleas and our prayers. You think about it, all the the other gods of the world today, they have ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have a mouth, but they cannot speak. We serve the self-existing God who who is the great I Am, who is the one to be praised, who is the one to come to in our time of need. May God help us tonight to realize... If you're going to have a prayer life, you've got to believe in what you're praying to. Amen? You've got to believe. You've got to know that He is. Or else all of your words are nothing but words. And people pray these prayers and they they seem like nothing more than just repeated self-existing prayers that have always been in in their vocabulary. They don't really have a communication course with God. Folks, I'll tell you what, that's what we need tonight. You want to be close to God, you're going to have to spend time communicating with Him. He communicates to us through His Word. And all you got to do is open up the Word of God and He begins to communicate to you. Then all we must do is thank Him for all His goodness toward us. The second thing I want us to realize, not only must you know that He lives, but you must know that He is the omniscient One, the all-knowing God, who knows everything that we need before we come to Him. You know, I've heard people say, well, why do you even pray then? Why do you even pray if you're praying to a God who already knows what you need? Because God said, this is the way I want you to pray. I believe God wants us to realize what He is and who He is. Not that He is a puppet on a string somewhere. Not that He's somebody that you can just pull a chain on sometime here and there. But listen, He is the existing God who is going to... And He knows all that you need. He knows it. Matthew chapter 6. We'll go back here to the New Testament now. Matthew chapter 6. The Bible says here in verse 24 down through verse 34, No man can serve two masters. For either will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the, the, is not the life more the meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubic to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow not, they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory Was not arrayed like one of these Wherefore If God so clothed the grass of the field Which today is tomorrow's cast into the heavens Shall he not much more clothe ye O ye of little faith Take no thought Saying what shall we eat Or what shall we drink Or wherewithal shall we be clothed For after all these things Do the Gentiles seek For your heavenly father Knoweth that you have need of these things But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the day and the evil thereof. He knows exactly what you need, folks. In Psalm, in chapter 37, The Bible says this in verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. And yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth to his seed. And lendeth and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue taketh of judgment, talketh of judgment. The law. Of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, and keep his way. What what does that word, wait on the Lord, mean? I believe God wants us to pray to him. I believe God wants us in all of our troubles and our trials. I believe God wants us to come to Him. I believe God wants us to wait upon Him and His works. And He goes on to say verse 34 again, Wait on the Lord and keep His way, and He shall exalt thee to in- inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Yes, He knows exactly what we need. In God's sovereignty, He always gives what is best. When we pray, Christ intercedes on our behalf, and and you know this is one thing that I that I pray that we would really get a hold of. It's found in Romans in chapter eight and verse twenty six. You know, oftentimes we pray and we don't. uh, we don't get our answers the way answered the way we want to have them answered. And that's because there's times when we ask amiss. In other words, we ask with a bad intent or a bad thought or for selfish gain or just pure selfishness. <clears throat> but God says here, Through the word in the Apostle Paul as he brings this out. He says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought. You know, today, in your prayer life, you need to pray that the Lord's will be done. So often we're so guilty of demanding God to do this and to do that. take care of that problem, do this or do that, but yet God says, listen, maybe it's my will that you go through a little struggle. Maybe it's my will that you go through a little hardship. We don't understand that, and do we? we don't understand that, nor do we conceive it in our minds. But Jesus Christ knows all about it. The Spirit says, I'm going to pray what the Father wants for you. He says, For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Why? Because He searcheth the heart of the Maker. God knows what you need tonight. God, has. there's nothing that's happened in your life that has caught God off guard. And you're a child of His. Listen, there's not one hair of your head that has fell out, lest He has known about it or purposed it in His mind and heart. That's what that that's about. You know the the sparrows of the field. You know God takes care of them. How much more is He going to take care of you? Who He sent His Son to die for on the cross of Calvary. How much more is He going to watch over you, the one who, whose Son he spread all of His blood out for you? Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Verse 27 says, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called, the called according to His purpose. Tonight know that the God that we pray to knows everything that we need. And He also knows the things that we don't know we need. Those are the things that come into our lives that we didn't have a clue about. But God has seen fit to lay them at your hand and at your disposal. But the last thing I want to look at tonight is I believe that you need to pray in faith believing. Now again, this is where the Joe Osteens and all those, those groups, uh, the name it and claim it crowd, this is where they take their their greatest fortunes from. But I want you to know something tonight that God knows again, just like our second point. He knows all that you need. But you still need to come to Him and believing, believing faith. This is the point where I was told I was a naive little preacher because I really believed that He was able. Folks, I want you to know something. I still believe that He's able. Amen? I still not only believe that He's able, I've watched Him perform acts in my own life. I know that He's able with experience. Matthew chapter 21. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 21. Look at verse 18 to begin with. Bible says now in the morning as he returned to the city he hungered when he saw the fig tree in the way he came to it and he found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever and presently the fig tree withered away when the disciples saw it they marveled saying how soon is the fig tree withered away they couldn't believe just with the voice of the Almighty that everything that he said took place. And Jesus answered and said unto them. Verily I say unto you. If you have faith and, and doubt not. Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. But also if ye shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer. Believing ye shall receive. Folks, do I believe that? I truly believe that. But I know also that God in His infinite mercy and His grace in His all-knowing, omniscient mind knows exactly what's going to do me best. And that's what He's going to give me in my prayer life. Praying always in the Father's will. James in chapter 14... or. John chapter 14, excuse me. The Bible, as we look at this in verse 12 down through verse 14. he says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me in the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name... That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. You see, this is where again we have to pray in the Lord's will. Not being selfish and self-centered. Not being covetous. See, all those things God says I'm not pleased with. That's the reason why He don't bless those kind of prayers. But He blesses the prayer life. That individual who comes to Him. Praying in the will of the Father. That's when He blesses. Let me ask you something tonight. How great would your faith be toward the Heavenly Father if you had everything you ever wanted? Think about it. Who would you rely on? You wouldn't rely on God, would you? I read. I, b- I believe for that reason God allows us the lean times as well as the blessed times to help us remember that He's the one who gives us all that we need. Our prayer lives is our time of communicating with God. And our communication should not always be what I want. But it ought to be how great thou art. We ought to come to Him. And the model prayer is a prayer that Jesus Christ, when the disciples asked Him, said, teach us to pray. And He said, well, pray like this. Of course, it wasn't the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer is found in John chapter 17 where He was offering up the intercessory prayer for you for the saints of that day and today. For those who will yet come unto me, he says. But he says, pray our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on heaven as it is in earth, on, in On earth as it is in heaven. What's he saying? We need to recognize his magnificence. We need to recognize the glory of the Almighty. We need to recognize His mercy, His grace, His, His intellect, His omniscience. We need to recognize these things in order to have a good prayer life. May God help us to have that good prayer life. A prayer life that where will we, will we praise Him aright, A prayer life where we lift Him up like we ought to. May God help us tonight, is our prayer. Let's all stand, please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, we once again come to you, thanking you, praising you so much for your goodness toward us. Father, we don't deserve thy mercies that you have bestowed upon us. We do not deserve the grace that you have poured out upon us. We do not deserve your care, but yet you see fit to bless your children. And for that, dear God, we're humbly come before you thanking you for your goodness and your greatness. We thank you, dear God, tonight for your majesty, Well, hallowed be thy name. Lord, I pray tonight that you will bless the message. Help us tonight, Lord, to realize what a medium we have in our prayers. The ability to come into thy presence. To lay our petitions before you. And when we do not know how to pray as we ought, we have that spirit that Speaks on our behalf. We have Jesus Christ, thy blessed Son. Lord, who speaks when we do not know the way we ought to. Father, we thank you tonight that you have allowed us the privilege. Even to come into this house to worship you. Let alone come before you talking. And pleading our case. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the message. Bless thy people, Lord. Help us to have an enriched prayer life. A prayer life, dear God, that makes us closer to you. Lord, bless us tonight. Save souls and save lives. Father, forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. amen.